next on PIJN News. Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Global warming, or is it climate change? Or is it just a way to get to raise your taxes and promote socialism? Today we have Guy Mitchell, the author of Global Warming, The Great Deception. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview with a new friend of the program, Guy Mitchell, is an author who has written an important book about global warming, the great deception. Welcome to the program via Skype from North Carolina, Guy Mitchell. How are you today, sir? God bless you. I'm well, Dr. Chaps, thank you. Good. So. Uh, <clears throat> my family subscribes to the New York Times and, and I do not personally, I prefer the Epic Times uh, and other conservative news media outlets. But there is a great debate in American politics going back for you know, 20, 30 years about this idea of global warming. And you have written an important book about this and I just want to invite you to introduce yourself to our audience. Okay, thank you. Well. I am a mechanical engineer by education. I majored in thermodynamics. Uh, I've worked in industry for 40 plus years. I actually founded my own company about 25 years ago. We're in the manufacturing business. We design and manufacture heavy duty industrial overhead cranes, automated equipment used in robotics, and we service uh, cranes throughout North America. So. My experience has been in the industrial sector as a businessman, but I've always had an interest in science and uh, got particularly interested in the subject of global warming about five years ago in a, in a rather serendipitous event, actually. So you are a businessman and an entrepreneur, but also an engineer, and you've had you know, a lot of experience in, in creating things and creating wealth. Uh, now. I'm aware there is another side of the political discourse, the anti-business uh, lobbyists in Washington, D.C., the swamp, the bureaucracy, who lobbies especially to one of the political parties, I won't say which, people can probably guess, that want to raise your taxes and regulate business owners and, and forbid clean energy, for example, uh, the EPA was recently rebuked by the Supreme Court for trying to overregulate coal usage out of West Virginia. These are business questions, but there are other questions that they say are more important. Those are the science questions about whether or not the globe is getting too hot. Where, where do you approach this? Yeah, thank you. Well, my, my approach in, in the book that I've written called Global Warming, The Great Deception, is, as I say in the introduction, is twofold. Number one, uh, I address the science, and I go into quite a bit of detail uh, using what's called first principles of, uh, <clears throat> of scientific research, where I actually take the, the four main disciplines of science, which are thermodynamics, quantum mechanics, spectroscopy, and atmospheric physics, and I analyze the uh, 
fraudulent global warming hypothesis that's been put forward by the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel for Climate Change, known as the IPCC. So the first thing that I do, and I say this to the reader in my introduction, is I want to give people sufficient understanding of the science involved in the subject of global warming to be able to reject the false hypothesis. Then the second thing I do is look at the other motivating factors that influence the proponents of the fraudulent global warming hypothesis to promote the, the hypothesis. But first thing I wanted to do was, was to give the reader sufficient information so that he or she could understand that the science is, is fraudulent. It's intended to deceive. It's, it's inaccurate and it's, uh, it's based on false premises. Well, we all remember Al Gore in the 1990s predicted that all the polar bears would be extinct by now and the, the North Pole would have melted into the ocean. In fact, it's grown. The, uh, the, the polar bears are more populous than they used to be. Uh, Al Gore has been proven wrong on so many levels. Why would he produce a movie or, or promote a philosophy that didn't have the scientific backing, in fact, has had the opposite results in some areas? That's a good question. Well, first of all, let me say, I wanna add, if one looks at the worldwide temperature databases for the lower atmosphere, known as the troposphere, which is the first eight kilometers of the atmosphere, the world's oceans and the land mass, if you look at those temperature databases going back to 1979, when satellite uh, <clears throat> measurements, accurate satellite measurements began to be effective, you see there's no, there's no warming of any of the uh, databases. So the whole premise is false to begin with. I mean, there, there, there has not been global warming. Now, the reason that Al Gore, you can, you can ascribe a lot of motivations to former Vice President Al Gore, I'll say this, he was one of the leading proponents of the Kyoto Protocol, which was signed uh, by Mr. Gore in 1998, went into effect in 2005, and there were 36 countries that participated. Uh, worldwide CO2 emissions went up 32% during the term of the Kyoto Protocol. But in 2004, Mr. Gore and a partner from Goldman Sachs formed a company called Generational Investment Management in London, England to manage sustainable energy investments. And that began an industry that in 2004, the value of worldwide carbon credit trading was about $10 billion. At the end of 2019, it was $210 billion. At the end of 2021, it was about $860 billion. So if you want to understand the motivation in climate science, uh, or at least to promote the, the fraudulent global warming hypothesis, it's all about the money. It's all about the money, which is curious to me that even the liberals now, they no longer use the word global warming. That's now right. they call it climate change. They don't say global warming because they wanna, get, they wanna take your taxes even if it's global cooling, they can call it climate change and they've, they've changed the language of their own argument. We need to take a short break. When we come back, Guy Mitchell will explain the, uh, the carbon taxes. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. 
Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and my pillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. For example, you can get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99 a set. That's a savings of 60% and the lowest price in history. And remember, they're made with the world's best cotton, grown where the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River all meet. They come with my 10-year warranty, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99, the lowest price in history. If you do it right now, I'm also going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my brand new product, My Slippers. What makes my slippers different from those other slippers is my exclusive four-layer design. The first layer is my pillow's patented foam, which will help prevent fatigue and offer you incredible support. My second layer is a memory foam that will give you amazing comfort. And layer three is my patented impact gel that'll help reduce stress on your feet. And layer four is a durable outdoor indoor sole so you can wear my slippers anywhere, anytime. Go online or call right now to order your very own pair of the new My Slippers. Use the promo code on your screen and save an incredible 40% off your My Slippers order. You can enjoy My Slippers anytime, anywhere. What I love most about My Slippers is that I can wear them all day long and not have to change shoes. I personally guarantee the first time you put them on, they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined by Guy Mitchell, who has written an important book, Global Warming, The Great Deception. Guy, we talked about how global warming, now that it has uh, been proven that the temperature isn't going up, uh, maybe in, in microscopic amounts, but not nearly as fast, or some, some decades it actually gets cooler, they don't use that language anymore. They call it climate change. What is climate change? Well, that's a good question. And I think it's pretty hard to define. Uh, you're exactly right. What happened is, is that since the UNIPCC's inception in 1990, they've been predicting global warming that has not occurred. And so now what's happened is, and especially since to some extent, uh, warming is an objective determination one can make through quantitative analysis, they've now shifted to the idea of climate change. And climate change, I think, has been broadly interpreted to mean more severe hurricanes, more severe droughts, more severe floods, uh, extraordinary rising sea levels, all of which have been disproven, by the way, in a, in, with a number of different uh, publications, including one recently that uh, uh, pretty much debunked every aspect of this so-called climate change. So the, the, the focus has shifted away and, and, and the proponents are trying to blame exceedingly warm weather or exceedingly cool weather on climate change. That's interesting. So now they can tax you if it gets colder, they can tax you if it gets higher. Uh, Margaret Thatcher, the great former prime minister of Great Britain once famously said, Global warming is just a big excuse for global socialism. 
And what they really want is to restructure the economy to tax everybody's gasoline. And this is what we've seen in the current Biden administration. The energy policies of the Biden administration, they've basically shut off all of the new drilling, shut off all and, and over-regulated all of the energy sources in the name of you know, stopping climate change. And what they've done now is begin buying from Saudi Arabia, which is actually importing from Russia. And those people are getting rich while Texas and Oklahoma are losing the income. We're no longer energy independent in America. We're energy dependent even on, crazy as it sounds, Russia oil through Saudi Arabia. Biden was just in Saudi Arabia. What should the energy policy be to promote more freedom for people who wanna drive their car and buy cheap gasoline? Well, I think that's a great question. And, and for starters, I think it's important to understand, and if one reads my book, uh, I hope that one would conclude that carbon dioxide is not our enemy. The carbon atom has been our friend for millennia. And carbon dioxide is, uh, critically necessary for plant photosynthesis uh, in order to produce, because the product of photosynthesis is oxygen, which the animal and, and, and uh, uh, humankind, uh, we need obviously to live al along with agriculture that results from photosynthesis. So, you know, the, the, the carbon atom is not our enemy. And if we start off and understand that, then all this nonsensical, uh, <clears throat> plans that uh, particularly uh, the present administration has to try to reconfigure the power grid will go away. And um, because in 2021, 60% of the electricity generated in the United States was generated by, uh, from fossil fuel powered power plants. And so 20% from nuclear and 20% from alternative of which 13% was wind and solar. So to, arbitrarily try to force a reconfiguration of the power grid in the United States would be devastating for our economy, uh, energy, uh, dependability. We'd have these blackouts that have been warned about. Uh, obviously, from, a, from an economic standpoint, uh, it would make, it would put the United States at a huge disadvantage in terms of energy costs and ability to compete worldwide. Of course, the, unfortunately, the Europeans are faced with that now because they've gone too long in phasing out fossil fuel plants and they're gonna have some problems. So why does Jesus care about this? I'm gonna answer a rhetorical question here. This is the Pray in Jesus Name news program because Jesus commanded me to love the <clears throat> poor, right? And we literally, raise money to feed over a thousand starving children in India every day. Uh, and because I love the homeless, we give out free winter coats to the homeless here in America. Uh, and we're based in Colorado Springs. I care about the causes of poverty. Socialism is one of those causes, specifically rising utility bills. Here's what happened in Colorado Springs and I'll get your comment on this guy, Mitchell. The local power plant in Colorado Springs is the Drake Power Plant. And because of the climate change experts, right? They came in and they advised the city council to close the power plant because it was burning coal and it was emitting CO2. What happened was the city council voted for this and then all of a sudden 
we're dependent, our city is dependent on the grid and all of our energy is now coming from either Texas or California, they're importing electricity here and guess whose electric bill just went up 40%? Colorado Springs, the electricity bill went up 40%. If you are on the border of being able to pay your rent and now the gasoline prices have doubled and now the grocery bills have gone up by 50% and the utility bills are going up by 40%, isn't this causing more people to become homeless? And isn't this an attack on the poor? Uh, it, it makes it hard to feed poor people in India when the, you know, they're, they're forbidding agriculture or industry like your company does. Well, I think that's a great point. And what people need to understand is that this war on the carbon atom that had been started by a group of misguided uh, climate scientists with the, with the UN back in 1988 has now morphed into a situation where we have politicians in Western Europe and the United States that are advocating uh, trying to eliminate the uh, fossil fuel powered electric production. And it has a huge impact, not only on in developed nations like the United States, but also developing nations where people people are, are, you know, in some cases just beginning to get electricity, which allows them to have things like refrigeration, which is one of the greatest boons to mankind we've ever had from a health standpoint. And, and um, uh, you know, and generally raise the standard of living. A standard of living of a, of a developed country or even a developing country is a function of the amount of the energy that they consume. And so if, if you say, we're not gonna allow you to have fossil fuel powered power plants in some of these developing countries, it's gonna have a substantial adverse effect on, on, on the population and particularly the poor people in the population who can't, don't have access to alternative energy sources. We need to take a short break, but thank you for answering that question. My conclusion is that socialism is a war against the poor. It's against you. And they're trying to make you homeless and start so that you freeze in the dark when you can't pay your heating bill or your light bill. It's a war against the poor. And we don't believe the socialists, we believe in capitalism, which feeds the poor and pr promotes uh, you know, affordable energy so that people can go to work, so that people can feed their children and decrease poverty, decrease starvation, increase prosperity, increase <clears throat> your ability to feed your family. More with Guy Mitchell right after this. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. We have a brand new action alert for the activist members of our TV audience. And we want you to take action today to stop the religious purge of Christians from the military. You mean they're kicking out Christians? Yes, by the thousands right now because religious exemption waivers are being denied by especially the Air Force. And we've seen recent headlines how Air Force Academy cadets are being kicked out and forced to repay hundreds of thousands of dollars in back scholarship money, this is just wrong. We are standing for the religious freedom of the cadets. We're asking you to call the Secretary of Defense office. He is Lloyd Austin, 
and he wrote the policy saying that religious exemptions will be granted on a case-by-case -case basis, then why are almost zero exemption waivers being granted? We need you to take action today by calling the Secretary of Defense office, and we have his phone number. Get your pen ready to write down this phone number. We want you to call and say, please protect religious freedom. Don't purge the Christians out of the military. Here's that phone number. We want you to dial 703-692-7100. Again, that's 703-692-7100. Call the Secretary of Defense office and then call us for a free religious freedom sticker at 866-Obey-God, press option three, take action today. If you've been following the LGBTQ agenda, there is now a radical program to take away freedom from Christians like you. In fact, they're trying to pass an unconstitutional law now, it's misnamed as the Equality Act, but it's really inequality for Christians. And it punishes people like Jack Phillips, the baker who didn't wanna participate in gay weddings, and florists and photographers. It also forces co-ed bathrooms on every business owner in America. You could lose your business if you don't let men into the ladies' restroom. It violates the privacy and safety of women, forces women to compete with men in their own sporting events. And finally, there are no religious exemptions. Even your church will be vulnerable. We want you to sign a petition against this today at PrayInJesusName.org. Click on PrayInJesusName.org. There's a row of petitions there. Look for the one called Equality. We will send it to Congress. Sign up today. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined by Guy Mitchell. Guy, if you would hold up a copy of your book, Global Warming, The Great Deception, and tell people where they can buy this. Let's see, yeah, this is available on Amazon.com. I can get it in there or that. And it's called the Global Warming, The Great Deception, The Triumph of Dollars in Politics Over Science and Why You Should Care. And it's that subtitle that I think is one of the most important things that I would like to convey uh, to people in this book. Because I, as I say in the conclusion, when politicians and regulators are permitted to use pseudoscience uh, to try to enact policies that are supposedly for uh, the common good, our personal freedoms can be eroded. A great example is the coronavirus. Uh, if I told you in December of 2019 that within three months, the government was gonna close schools, they were gonna close businesses, they could tell, they would dictate which businesses would operate or not. They were going to close houses of worship. Uh, they were gonna limit the hours of operation of houses of worship and how many people could attend. They're gonna limit the number of people that could assemble outside. You would have said, guy, those are all abridgments of my, my constitutional rights in no court, even though people were very concerned about the coronavirus, no court would allow that to happen. Well, now that uh, President Biden and climate envoy John Kerry have declared that uh, global warming is an existential threat, we see all these uh, uh, unilateral efforts by the EPA, as you pointed out, to reconfigure the power grid and limit uh, coal, fire power plant emissions, you see, uh, you know, the, the, the move to try to eliminate, in Europe they've already done it, try to eliminate internal combustion engines and, and move to electric cars. And these are all decisions that 
we as Americans have traditionally made, uh, you know, with with uh, our, our freedom of right to choose uh, how we heat our homes and our businesses, and and so it's a great it's a power grab by the government, and it's and it's all about controlling. It, in the case of politicians, it's about controlling the electorate, and in the case of the UN. It's about redistributing wealth from the developed nations to the developing nations. And finally, in the case of global investment firms, it's about making billions of dollars trading carbon credits. I think a, a more Christian position in my, in my, in my um, philosophy toward this is good environmental stewardship. We're against pollution, we're against you know, uh, waste. We think people should recycle, they should be efficient. Um, we should be, you know, good stewards and managers of the animal kingdom. Our, our brothers and sisters uh, uh, that that God gave to Adam and Eve uh, to to you know po populate the earth, but but with growth in mind. God commanded Adam and Eve to populate the earth and be be flourishing and be plentiful. I think some people with a socialist agenda they want to exterminate half of the population, like Thanos tried to do in the Marvel Adventures, you know, Endgame movies, right? If you get rid of all those mouth breathers, there will be less carbon dioxide, but you'll also get rid of half of the people that are causing this problem. Humans are the carbon they want to eliminate. And I disagree with that. I think we should have a, a, a growth policy that elevates humanity and is also responsible for our environment at the same time. Is this possible, Guy? I think it is. I think what we've got to do is, is have an energy policy, a growth policy that's based on science. I mean, based on the first principles of science. And if we did that, there's a place for renewable energy for, uh, uh, production. There's certainly a place for electric vehicles. I'm in favor of the judicious use of technology in an economical way that advances uh, uh, you, you know the standard of living for all people, and so, but but to but to use false science to try to uh, claim that the carbon atom is our enemy, uh, or that the hydrocarbon bond is our enemy, is uh, is disastrous. Because once you start doing that, it's a slippery slope. Once you start using pseudoscience yes. to justify some policy, then. What do you get? Now, is, uh, is now obesity gonna be an existential threat in the United States and you won't be able to buy a hamburger and you won't be able to buy a uh, 32 ounce drink or whatever, I mean, it's a, it's a control thing by the government. <laughs> That's it. So I'm gonna, my encouragement to all you liberals, if you want less carbon dioxide, stop breathing, stop exhaling. But, but if you're gonna exhale, you're guilty uh, of emitting carbon dioxide. <laughs> we're, we're out of time, but I do wanna say a prayer. Father in heaven, I ask your blessing on Guy Mitchell and reward him for his great success as a businessman who has put food on people's tables and, and provided uh, for the community. And Father, I pray we have more leaders like him uh, and we will fight against the socialists who want to tax us so we starve and freeze in the dark. That's, that is their ultimate goal. I pray instead that we would be able to feed the world in Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Uh, our guest has been Guy Mitchell. Find the book, Global Warming, The Great Deception. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit PrayInJesusName.org or call us toll free if you need prayer at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. 
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.